Warning, it is the opinion of the Forestry Productions LLC and the Working Perspectives podcast that we should inform you that some of the language used in this recording could possibly be considered offensive. You have been warned, so if you decide to listen to the recording, then don't complain about the language. Hi, hello, how are you? Thanks for stopping by. Today we're going to talk to some real people about some real things, living real lives, doing real stuff. This is the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle, accompanied today by Endo's favorite son, Justin Richardson. And our guest today is the one and the only John Dorito. J-Dub, how are you feeling, my man? Feeling swell. Man, you're looking swell. All right. Well, you can find all our content and all our stuff on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can hang out with us on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast. And you can join us on the Twitter and the Tiki Talk at Working P Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at workingperspectives at gmail.com. And for Christ's sake, just please like and subscribe so my wife just leaves me the hell alone about doing this show. All right. Well, let's get this thing started. Let's go. It's our objective to be effective by voice in societies. Working perspective, exploring your day and how you get paid. Launching a new episode every Tuesday. Your day can transform while we inform with new episodes available on every platform. So check out our vibe and how we get live. Then do us a solid share and subscribe. Would you share it? Would you share it? Would you share it? Working perspectives. All right, Monsieur Jalen Dub. Let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you about this guy. All right, so there's one place that we've talked about on the show. I mean, and we've had guests on the show previously from this place, and it's the Henzo Gracie PA Academy in Hatfield. Let me tell you, this place just churns out winners. Right? <laughs> That's what I was just going to say, just pumping out people. You've been on, like, you've been the co-host for Padilla, right? Yep. You were the co-host for Aaron Rosenthal. You're yep. the co-host for uh, Chad Kilhefner, right? Yep. And now you're the co-host for John, right? Like, yep. this is, like, and, like, Pete went there. Cabot went there, right? You know all those jokes. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, it's Everyone, like, yeah. Yeah. It's, dude, it's, and, Love like, it. it's, it's just one of those places where, that we've talked about it and we talked about it a lot on other episodes where it's like the culture of the place, everyone there is like really tight and, and really respectful and really good. But one of like the, I, I would say the custodians of that culture is our guest today. John has been around. He's one of the guys at the gym. If you were at the old building, right. And you're a member of the gym, that means you've been around because we've been at the new building for like, 12 years so like when we were at like we were at the old building and don't get it wrong the old building wasn't a dungeon by any means but it was like you know it had its characters and it had its characteristics but like if you're at the old building that's where like it all started so we started in like one little room 
right? That grew into, they added an addition onto this already massive like gym, right? Then he ended up taking control. Like he had more, you know, he had more like, you know, people coming in for him than he would, like he had more customers and, and more people like signed up for his gym than the actual gym. They ended up taking over the actual gym. Then he ended up leaving that gym and coming to the new one. So like, if you've been along for that ride for the whole time, like you've seen some stuff and you've been a part of some things, but you've also helped breed a culture of like respect and unity and camaraderie. And, but like, also like, you know, like when you go to, when you go there, you can't go there and be like, all right, I'm just going to take tonight off and slack. Like you have to go there knowing like, all right, it's time to fucking go. Time to put the hat on. a place that demands excellence. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like you, but you want that because you want to put yourself through. That's what you came there for exactly exactly and it's honestly like the the lives it's changed and the people it's helped and like you know you know i was i remember being like you know when i was like single and everything like that like you depend on this place you know what i mean like it's just something it becomes part of your identity it's a healthy escape it's oh the healthiest man i can't like i can't screen like preach from the rooftops of how much like it helps with depression and anxiety and anger a lot of the guys there, believe it or not, a lot of the, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> one of the no. common, one of the common traits. Yep, believe it or not, one of the common traits of the members of the Hensler Gracie PA Academy is some of them have some anger issues. Let me tell you, <laughs> yeah. you wouldn't know it though. But they're they're calm, you know, because they're so like calm and docile. But also like they're they come there and like you know, it's, you spend years with these people and you really get to know them and talk to them and you see them at the gym. And honestly, John was one of the guys like, you know, like I had seen him in passing for years, but then, you know, like 10 years ago or whatever, we just started talking at the gym. And now it's like, every time I go in there, I'm like, Oh, John's here. And it's like, it's like, you know, like you're seeing your buddy, you know what I mean? And I always love that about like going there and he's dude. And he's like, I'll tell you a class guy, class a, you know what I mean? He also he's also well well aware of the budding legend that is Dental That's Bill. A- <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll have some. We'll talk about it a little bit later. But man, I'll tell you, we've talked. I've said this before, and I'll scream from the rooftops. I start like I judge the quality of the show by the people who listen and want to participate. And it really, really does. Cause I'm not going to lie when you like, when you are creating content and putting yourself out there, it comes with a lot of self-doubt and a lot of criticism and a lot of like, you know, like confidence, like it really attacks your confidence and your ideas. And like, do you know what's going on? And there's some days you're like, God, this is tough. And why am I doing this? And all these things. But when you find out like there's good people that you consider like, you know, that you really hold on a, on a pedestal that they're listening to the show and they enjoy it and they want to be a part of it. It really makes like what we're doing here seem like worthwhile and really is helps with like the mission that we have. So when I found out John was one of those guys that listens to the show and likes the show and is supporting the show, I was absolutely thrilled that he said he would decide to come on and it means the world to me that he's here so I know he's doing great and I can't wait to get into everything that he's doing. Um, and I'm super excited he's come on. But John, before we get started, I would just like to ask you, how do you like your Cheetos? Crunchy or puffed? Crunchy. Ah, damn right. <laughs> you like them crunchy. 
crunchy. Team Henzo is 100% on the crunchy train. I'll tell you that yeah. right now. Everybody right. says crunchy. Crunchy's the best. Dude, I don't – Justin, if you have something – like, if you really like him crunchy and you're just saying puff to say puffed, do you, like, be no, honest. I like – no, I like a good – cheese ball that comes in like the barrel with the purple sure. top the Utz cheese sure. ball bin yeah. i like those They're, they yeah. are the best form of cheese product they're right. better when you're drunk the, uh, the puppy ones are oh easier yeah when you're drunk they're better dude they like did dissolve you, like cotton candy oh did you did you ever do like dude i remember like being drunk one time and like you go to wawa after the bar and you come home and like i remember i bought like a big bag of salt and vinegar chips right <laughs> And like I polished off the whole thing, right? No, and like, oh, bro, I was like, <laughs> like I was like, I can't drink water without this thing be like, you know what I mean? It was, I mean, you know, it was worth it, but it was also like, woo, your taste buds are just fried. But John, man, thanks for coming on, brother. How are you? Uh, thanks, I'm great. Thanks for having me, guys. Awesome. Hey, I love Same the show. Man. Oh, you're the best. Great dude. to be here. Thanks for saying that. So I want to get into this and I want to get started because we got a lot to cover. So, John, you were born in East Falls, PA, right? Yes. Big fan yeah. of East Falls. I used to. So when I was fighting and I was living in Maniac at the time, right, there was a barber shop in East Falls. And it's probably still there. It's called Uppercuts. It's on Queen Lane, right? And I would go there before every fight and get my hair cut. Well, I mean, one, I would like, we have a saying like, look good, feel good, feel good, fight yeah. good, fight good, win. Right. So I would always have like a new shirt, new shoes and a haircut when I would go to a fight and like weigh-ins and stuff. So I got my haircut at this place, looking sharp, mainly like the haircut was good. The dude, Matt, shout out, fan of the show, listener to the show. But, uh, he, you know, he gave a good cut, but also it was called uppercuts. Like, come on. Is that not the best name for a barbershop yeah. ever? <laughs> you know but so you grew up in east falls and then when you were seven you moved to abington right yes. and then you would end up doing abington public school all the way through high school right yes. mm -hmm. and when you're in high school that's when you started your what would be your lifelong love which is soccer right i actually started soccer when i was about six six oh, okay about seven as soon as i moved from um the city to the suburbs yeah, I, I didn't know what soccer was when I lived in the city. There was no, you know, there's nothing there wow. to play soccer. Yeah, yeah. So then I, I um, I moved to the Abington area, Roslyn, Abington. Yeah. And um, I was walking up the street and I seen these kids kicking this ball around. I'm like, what the fuck are these kids doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like, why are they using their hands? What's wrong with these kids? So, so I, you know, I that I think um, a week later I was in school and they were playing at, re at recess we were i was yeah. a kid and yeah. um i remember touching the ball and saying i, I like this i liked yeah. it from jump i was good at it right away yeah and you know i'm italian it's in my blood to play sure. soccer sure yeah. i'm a soccer player by nature so yeah i'm a fellow right. italian as well found out this year didn't know my uh yeah, found out my mom did a 23 and me. Found out that uh, my grandmom was stepping out on a couple people. <laughs> hey, hey, it happens. You like the spicy meat of ball, apparently. Uh, <laughs> my, my, yeah. uh, 
my mom did it and it came back and she's 98% Irish. <laughs> did she not like, did she, she, she kind of knew, but she yeah. like had an offer to do it for cheap. And she's like, sure. I want to try it. Yeah. And she's just full blood Irish woman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. I don't know. I mean, my, my mom has done it. My sister has done it. And I think my older brother's done it. So there's really no need right. for me. Like I, what, what else am I going to find out? But what had happened was, is that my sister did it first, right? And, like, we had always been told what we were, like, my mom, like, because the, the dude she thought was her dad was German. So our whole lives, we were told, like, we were German and Irish because my dad's, like, 100% Irish, was 100% Irish, right? So we, when my sister got back to 23andMe, she told all of us, like, uh, we don't have any German and it's all Italian. So... <laughs> who's mom's dad right so yeah, like, what? She, yeah she ended up honestly she ended up figuring it out right then she ended up like reaching out to like her brothers right and and cousins and find out that uh you know we had a relative connected you know and he uh was he fixed the jake lamotta billy fox fight so just saying, that's just cool saying. just saying <laughs> yeah shout out shout out uh shout out granddad whoever you are <laughs> so nice okay so you fell in love with soccer right away so i'll say this right i i you know i've boxed and wrestled baseball like all of that really boxing wrestling kind of took over but when i i can't say and justin i think you would agree with me football was the best i if i could choose it i would play like football like on a fun team i don't want to play like with some big yeah, like, coach that ruins like, it for you, right? Yeah, like middle school football was the best. Like when it wasn't too serious yeah. and everyone was relatively the same size, but like yeah. we weren't all the same weight. It wasn't yeah. like 105s, you know? Yeah. No, yeah. And like we were all like, but it, it was it was serious like to us because it was our world at the time, right? Yeah. Like you wanted- We played like four, We play, I think we played five teams on our, yeah. in our middle school league. <laughs> like, yeah. But like in those five games, it was the most, it was the most hype Friday there was. Oh, it was the best. Yeah. So, but for you, John, soccer came in right away. What position do you play in soccer? The left wing, left flank, left wing, nice. left half back. And you just a lot of running. Dude, so yeah. you're, uh, you can run freaking like a freaking Ethiopian here in a marathon going on, huh? I used to be. <laughs> I mean, I'm getting, <laughs> so, you know, I John, still run. I still play. Don't sell yourself short, buddy. I see you with your shirt off, pal, and you're a fucking Adonis. And don't let anybody tell you different, babe. All right? There's a lot of 20-year-olds that want your body, bub. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. You're a lucky guy. So maybe you're still doing the running pretty you're good. Still, I don't know. You're still playing soccer? I am. Yeah. I am. I still yes. play I as much play as soccer. I can. Probably um, about – Play at, indoor? At least, yeah. I play indoor and outdoor. You play year round, um, don't you, John? I play year round. Yeah. And I just, I love it. I love, I love the way it makes me feel. It's like, you know, it's like any jujitsu is the same way. It it brings out that, that the the great feeling that you get from, from doing a sport, just that feeling. It's, it's, you know. And the camaraderie and the exercise, dude, it's the best, right? It really like, Dude, I'll tell you what, one of the funnest things I liked at the gym is when we started doing the football games after, after, like, uh, after, after jujitsu, right? Like, that was, they were great. And like, I remember Jordan being like, dude, it's just healthy competition, right? And like, you forget how great that is because, like, to be fair, when we're like boxing and stuff, like, 
that's competition too, but it's, it is, it's like on a different plane, right? Cause it's really like a bit like you win, but you all like, you know, you're losing a little bit every time too. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like a different type of competitiveness, but when it's like a football game or something, it's like, cause it's more serious. I think with like jujitsu and boxing and, and Muay Thai, cause it's like there's striking and you're hitting each other and it's more aggressive. Well, yeah, you're not getting punched in the face. Yeah. But with football, (laughs) you're just out there like having a blast. You know what I mean? Like It's just so much fun, dude. I'll tell you, I I played in a, like a bar league soccer league, like a number, like, like maybe like 10 years ago. And I remember it being like, this is fun. You know, like it is soccer is a blast to play. Have you ever played Justin? Yeah, I played soccer until I was 14. Oh, all right. I didn't know that. You freaking look at you. I was good. I was I played goalie. I had an undefeated season. Scoreless, like a clean sheet for you gotta be a little crazy to be a goalie. I always say that. It was fun, yeah. Oh, you're oh, crazy. Dude, by the time you get to, like, age 11, where, like, these kicks can literally blast your head off from these little 11-year-old kids, that's when you're like, this guy's a freaking nut job. You know what I mean? Like, that's, yeah. I But, Justin, I do remember you saying this, though, when we uh, when we had your episode, which is available on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. Uh, but you did say, isn't soccer how your parents met? Yeah. My, your, your uh, mom my... and your stepdad? Yeah, I played my stepbrother's team, and my my stepdad was his coach, and like <laughs> slipped my mom some like note after the game. And, that, and that's how it all started. Look at you at Look the old at football you. pitch. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, nice. I like soccer. I like the and I like watching it too. It's forty five minutes, no commercials. You get the uh, the British announcers. Oh, did you? My uh, I have a buddy of mine, fan of the show, listener of the show. His name's Bill Madden, AK Screwball. He was a really good soccer player and he's like, he's been massive obsessed with soccer his whole life, but he introduced me, I guess they do this thing where, and like the, the soccer fans in Europe and England, especially different level, like Eagles fans are the most nuts here, but like, we're not starting riots and, and like bringing like, you know, like flares into stadiums and going crazy. And like, you know, hooliganism is in their law book. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like crimes in the name of, of soccer passion is yeah. literally what like the defense is. It was like, I, I wasn't crazy. I was in the passion of a soccer game and that's why I lit the trash can on fire. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I smashed this guy's head through a window. You yeah. know, it's all for, you know, because Chelsea lost a man. You, what are you going to do? Right. You know, filed under hooliganism. Yeah. yeah. But like, so, but uh, either. Yeah. So over there, those fans are nuts, but they have a show where it's like a soccer match, like a regular soccer match, and the people commenting are two fans, like two opposing fans, just like li- like sitting in the same room and like just going nuts on each other, right? Like and, watching it together, basically. Yes, exactly. And like the whole time they're just talking shit. Because like, dude, when you watch those like matches, they're singing the whole time. They're like going nuts. Like the, like the flags, like every, like it's just crazy. Right, yeah. like di- li- different level. So you know how the the ball goes into the stands, and you're supposed to like give it back. Like you have to return the ball, even as fans. And the mm-hmm. the guy's running towards the pitch. It's against Celtic, and the guy has the ball to give it to him to then inbound. And as soon as he gets close, he just throws it behind his head and gives him the finger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was the, so like the opposing yeah. guy was go like the away yeah, the team was guys, go- yeah. 
He waits. Okay. He's coming to get the ball so they can inbound it. He's holding it for him like he's going to give it to him. And as soon as he gets close, he chucks it behind his head back into the crowd. And just gives him a finger. <laughs> And the, sta- yeah. and the stadium just fucking erupted. Erupts. They love. Oh, yeah, they go nuts. Yeah. Oh, that guy. Awesome. That guy hasn't had to pay for a drink in ten years since that. You kidding me? <laughs> That's great. There's a. I, I just started watching this show. I didn't know if you guys seen it. Ted Lasso. Have you guys watched Ted Lasso? No. I don't have Apple TV yet. No. I don't have it either. I got it from a friend. A uh, friend of the show. Listen to the show. Dave Bowers. Love you. Uh, but he, you know, he, uh, he, he didn't, he inspired me to watch it. I'm not gonna lie. Fucking it's good. Fucking loved it. It's pretty I good. I like, uh, what's it's his pretty name? Good. Nice. Jason Sudeikis. Yeah. He's funny. I like him. Talk about too, like out kicking your coverage. Oh my God. Olivia Wilde can forget <laughs> about it. So either way, let's keep it moving. So John, you played soccer and like you played, did you play soccer in high school too? I did okay. for a while. And then, um, I just got, you know, I, yeah. it's, it's funny. Cause, um, I watched Michael's podcast Yeah, and, um, Thank you. yeah, it was awesome. Oh, and, um, you're the best, you know, the same thing was like, I played sports for a while in high school and then you get, especially I'm so old, like yeah. in the seventies, eighties, like you were an outcast, like now you're an outcast. If you do drugs before yeah. you were an outcast, if you didn't do drugs when you were yeah. young, and yeah. I started getting into shit when I, you know, just doing dumb stuff and yeah. hanging with the wrong crowd. And like, it got me away from soccer. Um, yeah. And I, it was something I regretted, but it happened. And, you know. Oh, dude. It, yeah. <laughs> One of the things that Mike said on his episode, which is available now on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. Uh, one of the things he said on his episode, which I hum- like just uh, like wholeheartedly agree with. Is that like he was saying, like when he was doing all that stuff, he wanted to impress the cool kids, right? And want to be one of the cool kids. And now those cool kids are have drug like addictions or, you know, are in jail or dead or working at Arby's or whatever. You know what I mean? Like they're sure. they're not the cool kids anymore because they did all that, like, you know, they wasted time instead of like striving for something like an accomplishment, they wasted time like trying to do drugs and be stupid. And I'll tell you, like. I couldn't agree more with that sentiment. I remember, and Justin, I think you would agree with us. Like when we were coming up, drugs were the coolest, right? Like when you were in school, drugs are, you know, drugs are still winning a lot of races. We'll just say, but the world uh, on drugs is being dominated by drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Like we don't even come close to winning that. Drugs wins like every day. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Drugs is way undefeated in the war. They haven't lost a day. Yeah. 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 They're still coming out with new drugs. Drugs are just, yeah. Drugs are like video games, man. They're forever evolving and just always getting better, right? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I yeah. go, go, go. What are you going to say? No, just how much easier it is to get high on weed than it used to be. Like, it's oh. so, like those vape pens and stuff. Like, imagine school now. Like, like if you smoked weed at school when you were my age, like, you reeked. Like, you yeah. had to bring Visine and hand gel and cologne, yeah. Yeah. and you had to be careful what you did with the smoke. And yep. now you just now you got a vape pen that you can hit while you walk down the aisle and target. Like, yeah, life yeah. is so much different. Oh, and it's, yeah, dude, I, I would say, like, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just jealous and bitter. No, it's like back in my day, you had to smoke a bowl in the parking lot. <laughs> if you were lucky, if you didn't get 
Well, also, I don't know if they still had it, but when we were in school, and this is, I had gotten expelled for this reason, is they had a zero tolerance, right? They're, they had a policy, it was called the zero tolerance policy. So if you were an, a minor and you were caught with any illegal narcotics or in possession or and, and use of alcohol, you're automatically expelled, zero tolerance, right? Mm, so yeah. I got caught drunk at school and, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah 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 big deal and then either way then they like you know and i you know and honestly it was like i think i was in the third corner of my senior year and they still expelled me you know so is it but i grad they like, look i'm a high school graduate so everyone can go fuck off but i'm just saying <laughs> right that, that that can't exist now right just like, because every kid there probably has a, you know, any kid that's 18 has the card, right? Where you can just get the medical marijuana. Even if you're not 18, I bet a lot of kids' parents sign off on it. And honestly, I bet like pills like Adderall and Ritalin and all that stuff. Like, Ritalin was big when we were in high school, but like yeah. Adderall is just fucking, fucking running rampant now in high schools and colleges. I can only imagine, right? Like everybody and their mother and Vivans and all that stuff. They're just whacking that stuff down like candy. You know, yeah, you can make yeah. the best meth out of that stuff too. So, oh, you know, baby. That's another. yeah, yeah. <laughs> can meet meth. Met the only thing, yeah, the only thing winning the war on drugs is big pharma because yeah. that fucking Biden and Adderall is putting meth out of business. Yeah, you know, but uh, no, it's uh, yeah, you're one hundred percent right. So. Nice. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. I, I agree. I had made some choices in high school that affected like the sports and stuff I was doing at the time. And I do regret it. I still do. And it's something, you know, it's something you, everybody lives with and, and deals with, but it's, you know, it sucks. Cause when you are that young, you're so stupid, so stupid. Right. And I remember like, dude, I, I remember like when the transition happened, cause I have a buddy fan of the show, listen to the show named Ron Scott Lesky. Right. And this dude is like, one of the most successful, smartest. His wife is a former Miss Ecuador in the Miss Universe pageant, right? Like he's got like, you know, he's he's my age and already is like a vice president of the company that he works at. Like the guy is just ultra successful. Has like a, you know, he has like a $700,000 home. You know what I mean? He has kids have nannies and like, he's just fucking yeah. Mr. Success, right? Business guy. He's who I go to for all my business stuff for the show. But either way, when we were in high school, I remember like he would call me and like, I like, you know, I would have been out the night before fuck like all whacked smoking cigarettes and drinking. And he called me be like, yo, what's up, man? I'm like, what's up? And he'd be like, and he'd be like, dude, I just got done working out. Right. I was doing like suicides and all these running and lifting. And I'm like, you fucking nerd. You know what I mean? But then like a couple years later in college, he's Jack shredded with a six pack still doesn't really drink. Cause he's an athlete. And like chicks are just fucking adoring him. You know what I mean? Cause then now it's cool to be like the jacked in shape, fit guy with a tight, you know, pastel colored shirt. You know what I mean? And it's not cool to be the wasteoid anymore. That's drinking and partying all the time. You know what I mean? Where it's like, there was that transition and I saw that before my eyes. So yeah, but nice. Okay. So let's keep it moving. So after you graduated high school, John, where did you go from there? Like when you were, when you graduated, right. You went right after you went to work for your brother as a salesman and you sold suits to stockbrokers in New York. So can you kind of give us an idea of like, how did you get started? I know it's with your brother, but like, how did you get in there? And like, how did the process work of, of, of like this job, like getting and selling and all that stuff? 
it was um kind of nightmarish at first because yeah. the stockbrokers are such assholes. I mean, oh. oh, these guys. I was going into Shearson Lehman. I was going into Gruntle. I was going into all these what, different what years were brokerage this, houses. What, God, like, that was probably um let's say nineteen. 19- 83 1984 1985 86 in the 80s so this is like the what's the what's the charlie sheen movie wall street this is like the wall street era kind of like on the cusp of that so they were making a lot of money they would buy suits it was crazy it was a crazy time it was um you know you'd go in you'd fit them and ye
14, 15 years old, I went over there with a, a team from the U.S. Nice. And, um, I played in Holland, Germany, France, and Belgium. Nice. Uh, we, did a, we did a tour of Europe to play. We got to live in shit kicked out of us. We were from <laughs> U.S. We were good in U.S., you know, yeah. by that standard. Yeah. And then we got over there and we learned what soccer was really about because yeah. we got to live in shit knocked out. Yeah, of us. yeah. You're playing but, soccer here; they're playing football over there, right? Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was. It was. They were very physical. They were. Yeah. They knew. Everyone hated you guys. Everyone's out to get you. The refs didn't like you. Yeah. No. Nah. <laughs> yeah. so, yeah. But you were on like a travel team. You must have been like yeah. a travel all-stars then if you're if you're going to Europe, right? Like a high-level travel. We had a really – it was a good team. We had a good yeah. team. And, um, you know, it was one of them things where our coach had a connection. And he's like, yo, I think you we should take a trip to Holland and, you know – germany france and see everything and we you know we'll we'll do this we'll do that we did fundraisers and all but we did it to you know i think we got help from different organizations but we did it and i mean it ended up being so cool it was hey, a really cool. great trip over to yeah. europe yeah yeah nice that's awesome man nice so let's all right cool so damn that's pretty cool so what reason i brought that up is that when I was in Europe, right? I went, I've been to Italy, Germany, uh, Albania, and Turkey, right? And when I was in Italy and Albania, the Europeans, they drive like fucking maniacs. They're nuts. They are like, that. I don't think they have laws, like road laws. Or, like the way the Italians drove and the Albanians, I don't think there is a law over there. Like, no, I, everyone, no one obeyed traffic laws and no one was getting pulled over. Right. So I don't know what was going on, but nothing like they could just do whatever they want. And no one like what, like, you know what I mean? Like it was all crazy. So either way, the reason I brought that up is because this is, even though Albanians drive crazy, right. You, there's never any accidents. And here's the reason why, right. They have a law when you, it, you like you have to have insurance and everything. I think that's universal most places, but they have a law in Albania that if you get into an accident, right, you lose your license for six months. Right. So even though they're driving like crazy, everyone is heads up over there. Right. Like, cause you don't want to lose your license yeah. For, yeah. because of getting in an accident, even like, because even if you get hit, it, it doesn't matter if you cause it or not get hit or you hit somebody you lose your license for six months regardless. So you don't want to get hit. You don't want to be the one hitting anybody else. So even though they drive like they're nuts, they're fucking, they're sharp. So if they had a law like that here, one, it'd be impossible to enforce. But two, right? Like there'd be so many less accidents, right? And like, so yeah. many, like people could drive like assholes, right? But then there'd be like, there'd be less people like on their phones and every, like I guarantee it. You know what I mean? Like, I think there'd be less accidental accidents, you know, like, less like you yeah. know on your phone every text. day there's an accident on 76 oh. every day oh. every 90, day. 95 too oh. like what are you doing i know every day did you guys ever go out on 422 out there yeah, like college every, day. every day fucking nightmare out there bro crazy I, it's two uh, lanes and somehow there's a car like upside down and you're yeah. like what the, it's straight <laughs> the road's bro. straight it literally bro. has one turn right where like oaks is and it'll be like a car upside down and be like there's only one turn <laughs> it's and a straight shot guys yeah 
yeah yeah no i'm with you dude it's yeah nightmare but uh dude so but either way so john you're you're in newtown right so how it work was like you would go step one is you got to get the client right so you guys would like maybe like word of mouth or something someone would contact you or you would reach out saying like, Hey, this is what we're doing. Are you interested in having fresh shoots, you know, whenever you want and we get some to you and you, your whole week set with your fresh suits that you picked out tailored measure just for you, shiny shoes, all that. Right. And they would reach out to you. You would then go up to them. Step one is you get their measurements, right? Mm-hmm. You talk to yes. them. Then they pick out like this stuff. Like, did you have like a catalog that you would show them and they would like pick swatches. out watches. We would, we would do the old swatches to see what kind of material they wanted. Oh, we nice. also did custom shirts and, and like a lot of people didn't do custom shirts back then, oh, wow. but we did custom shirts with French cups and French cups were oh. real fucking popular back then. I wish then. they were back. That's the, that's yeah. the Wolf of Wall Street look, right? The French yeah. cups. Yes, the oh, French cups and, so and you know, they, they'd have the monogram on their on yeah, their shirts, yeah, yeah, they'd have yeah. their initials on their shirts. So, you know, and they're so fucking full of themselves. They love that shit. Oh, yeah. So, Did you do yeah. the cufflinks and everything, too? Yeah, everything. Dude. Everything. We decked them out. They were, you know, they'd spend money. They didn't care. It's back when, you know, their money in Wall Street was huge. And yeah. they were just spend money like it was nothing, like it was oh, water. Like it was going out of style, like, brother. Yep. Yeah, that's one thing I always wanted was some boxing glove cufflinks. Maybe I'll get them. Ask my wife them for Christmas. But yeah, no, and I don't even I don't even wear like a suit like that. You know, like the suits I wear are all normal. I don't have a tuxedo shirt or anything. But dude, honestly, even you saying it, I would fucking love to be able to afford that. Because legit, once you like, you could like kind of charge these guys whatever the hell you wanted, right? you're just like writing your like because once you're like all right dude if you want you know uh, like because what you would they get like seven suits a week or how would it work no i mean they would buy like um, a bunch of shirts and then they uh-huh. would buy a couple suits two three suits and, you know they keep them for a while but we had a lot there's there's a lot of stockbrokers up there and we just didn't do stock we did like a lot of different places doctors yeah. lawyers yeah. you know people that that didn't you know had affairs they wanted to dress up all the time yeah. or just you know in the office these guys dressed so i mean yeah you know they were wearing you know them kind of clothes in the office so yeah i bet dude i bet it was like a don draper situation where don draper used to keep extra dress shirts in his desk right so sure. like i bet they all had some extra dress shirts in their desk and look and fly you know after out you know they have to clean the the you know the coke and hooker spit off of them sure sure <laughs> you know after a night out well the, the shirts the custom shirts were real expensive they were expensive but yeah the um the cups and the collars were guaranteed for life so i mean if you the, wore the cups out of the collars you could ship the shirts back and we'd redo the cups and collars and clean oh, it up real wow. nice so yeah so I a mean, lifetime think, warranty on the cuffs and collars on the cuffs and collars yeah so, like so, would mean, that would we that were only, kicking a little ass back then. yeah I mean, it was kind of cool yeah Dude, was, would that only go for like rips and tears or like stains and stuff no too? stains and shit too yeah yeah so yeah, you can you get know, a stain on your custom shirt and be like hey let's come on you know what, what are we doing here and you yeah, I just... don't think I've ever had a shirt that didn't have a stain on it. You know how those stockbrokers go. <laughs> Dude, that's great, man. That's awesome. What a so nice. So you had like, so if I mean, I don't know if you're allowed to say, do you remember how much like the custom shirt would cost? Um, God, I think a shirt back then it was like 85 bucks. 
eighty-five dollars. Yeah, you're talking a long time ago, brother. Eighty-five dollars well, isn't eighty-five dollars now. You well, know, you can dude, blow eighty-five dollars at McDonald's now. Oh you know? yeah, fucking this way. Oh yeah, <laughs> dude, gosh, well, back back in the eighties, right? You're talking like mid eighties, right? When this is going down, right? Like eighty-five bucks. That would be like you're getting like a three hundred dollars shirt now. You exactly. know what I mean? Like exactly. If yes. not more. If yeah. not more. And it's like a custom job, dude. I wonder if that like there's still. I mean. They're they're ha- like because like it, imagine like you you had stockbrokers did he continue that business and like because like imagine you go from stockbrokers to athletes right you know what I mean like he used had- to dress he used to dress Von Hebron um, oh! Rick, Cockett, Rick Cockett Von Hebron um, oh! uh, who who was the mayor what was his name um, Giuliani no 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 oh. not Giuliani the Philadelphia um, oh Ed Rendell Ed Rendell the governor. He dressed the governor. You know when the governor had the show with um with uh what was his On, name um, Von Hebron. Von, yeah. uh, they they had that show. The 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 sports show. Yeah, well Von Hebron would give him a shout out every after every show because he would you know dress them so they would be like we're giving a shout out to Frank Dorito for sending us these clothes over because they oh, were wearing his clothes. So I nice. mean, yeah, it was kind of cool, dude. That's badass, man. Like. And so, okay, so you guys were doing the measurements and like you're picking out the materials and like the custom, you know, the lapel stuff and, and the initials and everything and the embroideries. Who was actually doing the like the cutting, snipping and sewing and all that? Did you have like a place that did it? We had a house that did it for us. Um, the Gambert girls, they were called the Gamberts. And they were um, and they would do all the sewing and, and they would, you know, we'd send them the measurements. Boom. They do the shirts. They do the suits. If, you know, they were they were fantastic. Yeah, really? Yeah. And are yeah, they, they were really uh, good? Was that like, I have no idea if they're still around. They're probably defunct yeah. like everything else. But. Well, but like were they and that was like a mom and pop shop or was it like a corporation? Like was now, it like, they were pretty big. I mean, okay. they were they were pretty big. Yeah. OK. So it was like a real kind of like a real okay. So like it wasn't like two old ladies in the basement. No, no, no. Dude, that's great, man. Dude, that's badass. That is something. Did you ever like, do you ever see anything crazy at the stockbrook houses? Ooh. Yeah, you know, they were always like I've seen fights. There was a fist couple fist fights, and I guess they get into arguments and stuff. And yeah. you hear them yelling and seeing, you know, guys, it's like crazy. I mean, it was, it was crazy. Papers going everywhere. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, clouds of cocaine all over the place. It's just what's going on, you know? But, nice. you know, a lot of them guys work, you know, you steal somebody, you know, steal a client, you know, yeah. that's crazy, you know. Oh, uh, dude. Yeah. That's that's a, that, they could be stealing $5 million from them with that. You sure. Know you I never mean? know. You never yeah. know what's going on. Dude, but it does matter. The crazy thing is, is like, because those guys are kind of legit in that business. From what I understand, if you're like a stockbroker or whatever, you're kind of selling yourself. Like you're telling people like, look, I can give me your money and I can make you more money. And you just got to give me a piece of it. Right. So like, you can't show up looking like Johnny fucking Schmo. You know what I mean? Like you got to be to the nines. You got to show up to to the the, nines. You got to be right. I wonder where that saying comes from. Dress to the nines. (laughs) Interesting. Oh, I found this out. Speaking of soccer, we were talking about earlier. Do you know why? They invented soccer. Did you guys ever hear this? No. Okay. Brace yourselves. This is supposedly real. Um, So soccer was invented at like a Victorian boys school, right? So 
what they the, the like the professors and principals and teachers there right wanted to do an activity where because the the students there were whacking off so much right that they wanted to invent an activity where they wouldn't use their hands so much and they would focus more on their feet. So it would, they would, they thought like, well, if they're not using their hands and they're just going to stop whacking it. So, you know, like, <laughs> it's not like the hands aren't going to be there later. Right? You know, like they're going to start using their feet instead of their hands. I don't know. But yeah. So either way, that's how soccer was started. They gave, they wanted an activity where they're using their feet and not their hands. So, you know, it sounded out. like we're, Kind of like a story how where the word fuck came from. The same oh, thing, you know yeah. what I mean? Fornication yeah. under the consent of the king. The king. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. No, that's dude, that's great. No, I'm I'm hundred percent with you. I think, dude, but it is crazy to think like the number one sport in the in the world, right? Started Just the, yeah, yeah. Started for, you know, to stop some teenagers from schmoing it up. Yeah. didn't stop me much i'll tell you that <laughs> <laughs> i don't think yeah i don't think it stopped any of those guys either you know what i mean but nice so okay so let's keep it moving so nice so you're doing this free product like this job fascinates me man so like you get the order you give it to the people and then you would like and then once you like like the the suits weren't getting mailed to them you would deliver them right they would be delivered. Yeah. So was Monday like the typical delivery day or was it every day or how many times were you driving to the city to drop off these suits? We'd be in the city four days a week. So if oh. somebody's clothes came in, we would deliver them, but we would coincide going and taking orders. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a full day there. Sometimes yeah. we didn't get done and we had to leave early because the traffic oh. is crazy going oh. to the city and into the it's, city, going yeah. under the tunnel and shit like that. Yeah. So we'd have to leave super early to get into the city before the traffic all fucking went haywire. So, um, and then we'd have to leave late because it's useless of leaving at four 30, five o'clock. You're just going to fucking sit there for two hours. So we'd end up leaving at seven, eight o'clock, you know? So it was long days. It was long days, but it was kind of, it was cool. Learned a lot. I learned a lot about sales. I learned a lot about, you know, dude, dude, that's awesome. Plus too, like, yeah, like was it and it was i would have to say your client base was like 100 like 90 percent male right like it was about yes it was at least maybe more yeah yeah it was yeah. pretty much we we didn't really do any woman's attire i it mean all like yeah. some women would buy gifts for their husbands and stuff like yeah. that like you know or there or there yeah. some affairs would buy him for their sugar daddies yeah 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 but uh yeah Hil- well hillary clinton to be fair hillary clinton really hadn't come out with the pantsuit before then so you know <laughs> yeah. what are you gonna yeah. do pantsuit wasn't do? a big thing right but once kirstie alley hit the street on cheers right then it was a whole new game but Wait, kirstie alley is a woman uh but yeah. <laughs> you son of a bitch you. <laughs> a fucking <laughs> that one nice all right so you were how long were you with your brother doing that job years um years. god years so like right at you went there right after high school right, right? after high school and was there till like 30. so you were like a young freaking kid just running in New, like just living like running the streets in new york up there with with the suits with your brother right dude that is i mean talk about a blast right like come on i like 
I've worked with my brother on things. And a lot of the time it like, it does kind of suck, but like, I bet, you know, the fondest things you remember are probably the car rides with your brother and hanging out with him, huh? They were great. And, and I wouldn't trade them for the world. They were fantastic. I loved him. We, we had a great relationship and then, well, then he, he got married and then he got a little, little crazy after he got married. That that seems to happen. I don't know. I mean, I feel like I'm still just as sane as I ever was, but you know, (laughs) Some people say I've gone crazy, but I don't know what they're talking about. But yeah, no, it's uh, yeah. Marriage and kids. Once you have that, it will drive you insane. It's all downhill after that. Oh, baby. (laughs) Oh, baby. I'll tell you that. Dude, I remember when I was like, when my wife was pregnant, you and me would talk about like, you know, like I would ask you stuff and you would tell me about the kid and everything like that. And you, I think, were the only person that warned me that hey the kid's gonna be great and you know do whatever but watch out because your wife's gonna be nuts because yeah. they're gonna they get hormonal after they, they get have nuts. this they kid get crazy. and then they're getting whack jobs yeah. you know you thought they were crazy before watch out but nice so okay so let's keep it moving so you're there for like ever and you develop like you really got like your salesman technique down and everything like that and it really kind of like you know brought you into you know I mean, kind of like really just showed you how to act in like in a business standpoint and how to treat customers and really like your customer relationship and everything like that and how to talk to people and like the hard work, right? Because that's a bust your ass job. When you're when you're working for yourself like that, like every like you're every time you go to talk to somebody, it's like, am I gonna get paid or am I not? Right? Like you're not getting a paycheck. It all depends on you and if you can sell this, you know. Were you, when you were selling the stuff, were you rocking suits too? Or are you showing up in, you know? No, I had a, you know, I had suits. I, you know, yeah. I had a couple nice custom suits. I had a uh, Hugo Boss. I had, ooh. you know, you know, I had a couple nice, really nice suits. And, you know, I'd show up and dress nice. And, you know, and when I was young, you know, they, my brother would always, this is my kid brother, you know what I mean? He was cool. And, you know, yeah, he'd be yeah, like, yeah. you know, this is yeah. my brother. And, yeah. And then, you know, yeah, You're like this is my brother, Johnny. I'm Frankie. We're nice. We're a <laughs> couple. Yeah. Frankie and Johnny. We're a couple nice English boys. All right. <laughs> Your mother. No, dude, that's I mean, that's a lot of fun. That's great. So, dude, yeah, that's a lot of fun working with your brother and doing all that stuff. I mean, you know, it's you know, it is what it is, but it's great. So. All right. So let's keep it moving then. So after you're done there with your brother right like that job ends right then from there where do you go to like you do you start at the your like you go to another salesman position right i did i went and i worked for usb for a while um Mm. doing steaks and stuff and selling meats and then um i really was there for a little bit and i ended up um working for and um, I worked there for a long time. And, um, and I remember I, I, I told you before, I went from, in two months, I went from in a, in a company of probably 19 salesmen, I went to being their number one salesman within two months. And, and I never relinquished that. I was the number one salesman there until I left. And that was years, years later. And, um, and it was like, I would even they would, you know, they bring young guys in. Oh, this guy's hungry, this and that. You're like, fuck you. Not, <laughs> not not hung- Ain't nobody out selling me, man. It's just not gonna happen. Not hungry enough, right? Yeah. You know, like 
Dude, I'll tell you, that's something like, and that's something I think is lacking in like society today. And honestly, like I like the, I'm not surprised that there isn't already, if there probably is, like a college course on like people skills, right? Like all those years dealing in New York and everything like that, and shilling up there, right? Like you developed the people skills needed to work with every type of customer and talk every type of person into this, right? And also like. You, you have to support the product, right? Like I always felt like I could sell anything as long as I support the product, right? Like if yeah. I'm working at Applebee's, it's fucking tough to sell that, right? But if I'm working at Ruth Chris, pretty easy to sell this because I'll tell you what it, like I can just be truthful. You know, I don't want to lie to you. You know what I mean? So you're kind of like, I feel like one of the best ways to, to sell to people is to be honest and tell them like, look, like and and let them know the deals and not try to fatten your pockets off of skimming them because that's a one-time thing but if you show them the deals and how to work it and you help them out then that's a lifetime customer you know what i mean and you hook them up so like was that like what kind of thing like what kind of techniques do you think you would use when you were selling like you know when you were i mean head salesman what kind of stuff did you were you just good at talking to people or did you have like different techniques or how did it go um I'm a good listener. Yeah. If you listen to what somebody says to you yeah. and just like really show them that you care, listen to them, yeah. they'll tell you what you want. And then you just give them what they want. You yeah. know, it's just, it's as easy as that. I mean, because if they're there in front of you, they want what you're selling in the first place. So they're looking to buy something or they're either going to buy from you or somebody else. So yeah. they're looking. And then as they tell you and they're talking to you, you listen to them and, and you care, you, you get to know them, you care, you get them to trust you within the first five minutes of talking and people are always going to buy who they trust yeah. and boom, before you know it, you're making that sale and, and just, um, you know, it's just, I, I always say like, God gave me one gift and that is it. Because if I couldn't sell anything, I don't know what I'd be doing. I'm uh, serious. <laughs> I have no fucking clue. Hey man, you got <laughs> You know, it's that mad on, you know what I mean? The Italians, they can talk, man. You can sell it. No, I like, dude, I've known you for years. You're a great dude to talk to. And yeah, you're a good listener, but also like you're a smart guy. You're very That's nice. That's not crazy now. Right. <laughs> you're fucking crazy, man. But like, you're very nice and personable and like you do genuinely care. And like, you're just like a good guy. You know what I mean? And I think that goes a long way. Especially, I love people. Like, yeah. You're I definitely, do. I love people you're a definite people person, but also it's like, I, I don't know. I feel like, and I think we've all been around enough and like, you know, growing up as kids and on the street and everything. I think we all know like a, a scumbag bullshitter when we see one. Right. Yes. And when you're dealing with a salesman, you can tell right away who's a scumbag bullshitter and who's like, all right, this guy's okay. You know what I mean? I think we all can. Right. Would you well, that agree? Comes, believe, yeah. Believe it in your product. You, you talked about believing in your product. I think if you believe in what you're selling, it goes, you know, you, you know, you're helping somebody and you, and you want to, you want to really help them. Yeah. And if you're, if you have that in your heart and you're trying to help somebody, they can, they can feel that smell it, you know, and that's it. And they want, yeah, it's yeah. so much, it's so much easier selling something you believe in. Like if you're selling crap, you're, and then you're trying to pawn it off on somebody, you feel like yeah. a, like a used car salesman versus like yeah. you have a superior product and I'm just here to give it to you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. 
Dude, I, I remember when I was like, I was in between jobs and I was talking to somebody about like a job and they had told me like, dude, you should go into like, try to be a car salesman. And they're like, look, I'll teach you all the tricks to get them to buy and all these things. I was like, I don't want to do that, man. Like <laughs> yeah. if, if that's what you, Hey, if that's you and, and what you're doing more power to you. But like, if I see like, you know, like I think of like, if my wife came in, she's got a kid and a family, like we're not fucking loaded with money. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't want to scam someone like that. I want to fucking give them the car. You know, like, I don't yeah. want Like, I don't want to be that person. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter how much money, you know, like, that's just uh, to me. I don't know. I but there's some people that make a living off of like, you know, off of doing that. But I mean, too I don't many know. hours, <laughs> Yeah, way too many hours. You're working, yeah. you're working six, six days a week and you're working your ass off. Yeah. Yeah, you're there from like nine to nine. I have a couple friends that are car salesmen. I'm like, I don't know how they do it. They're fucking. It's like that's fucking torture. Oh, bro, I dude, I'll tell you what. One thing I don't know how, like, I like jewelry. People who sell jewelry too, right? Like, if you work at a jewelry store, right? Ninety, I think it's not or eighty or ninety percent of their yearly income happens now during the holiday season, right? Ninety percent, (laughs) eighty to ninety percent happen now that's unreal right yeah, they should just sleep until like, until this time of year and then fucking get up and start working you just yeah. awaken in november yeah, yeah. i'd have to think too springtime there's probably like proposals like there has yeah, to be february yeah. Oh, yeah i'm sure no, no one no one's proposing in fucking february right like it's your wait you're gonna wait till may you know what i mean you don't want to propose in the bs right but I'm with you. Nice. Okay. So let's keep it moving. So you're at the job you're and you were a phone sale. Like you were doing it over the phone, right? It, like how, how did no, it work? No, no, no. Okay. Students came in. Um, I would tour them around. I would go over everything with them, talk to their parents, do presentations for you know families and stuff like that. And then, you know, I'd have them sign on the dotted line because I'd show them it was a good, a good place to go. They're going to, you know, you got to, I built the value up. I build the value up and then boom, just have them sign on the data line. Uh, they liked me, I guess. And yeah. But you, oh, okay. So you were at Penco tech, right. And uh-huh. you, and you would schedule like a, a student to come in with their family or whatever. And like, that's when you're walking them around and you're really telling them like, look, this is beneficial. This is beneficial. You can learn this here and do this here. We have these programs available for you that you can't get anywhere else for this price. Like you're kind of just giving them like, this is the deal. It's a pretty sweet deal, right? Like, you know, and that you kind of just sold them like the place, like with honesty. And that's like, you know, so you were walking around touring, do it like, that sounds like it'd be kind of like a unique, like fun kind of job. Like, you're walking around, you're pointing things out, like you're sitting in on things, right? Like, is that kind of how it went? Absolutely. It's definitely, um, it's funny because you have people like the, they would come in to the school. Yeah. They wouldn't be working. They wouldn't be, you know, they wouldn't be doing anything. They'd be sleeping. They'd be playing video games. Yeah. They'd, I mean, even if the school wasn't 100% for them, at least they're getting up off the ranch. They're going somewhere and they're getting yeah. into a fucking routine. Otherwise yeah. they're just going to be laying on a fucking sofa all day and doing nothing. I, I look at like how people it's, it's tough to, 
you know, they have to keep going. You know, you got to keep trying to better yourself and push. And if you don't, it's where you, it's when you lose. And that goes yeah. to the day you die. I mean, yeah. nobody wants to stay idle. Everybody wants to get better and better and better. Yeah. It's it, things that they like to do or things that they want to do or they're making money at, no matter what it is. You just want to get better at everything that you do. And if you, I think everybody kind of feels that way. If you really look there, you know, deep down, everybody wants to better themselves. Yeah. Except I, for you, you're already there, so it don't. I mean, you know, you know, why would you mess with perfection, right? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. you don't want to fucking break that, you know. I mean, with, with with this canvas, it's not hard to paint a masterpiece. Absolutely, <laughs> but uh, no, dude, I'm I'm 100 with you. And don't get me wrong, I love video games as much as the next guy, and they are fun. But it is like it can be like Justin. Would you agree? Like, there's it can be too there's, much at times. Yeah. There's obviously yeah. There's a level of of too much hours every night, and it's eating away at your sleep schedule. Like yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah. If you yeah. if you're stop learning or stop trying to do anything new, then you you know you just yeah. That's when you that's when you die. You got to keep trying to better yourself in some aspect. Get smarter. Learn something. Yeah, keeps you alive. Dude, I agree. I agree. I love the saying in the movie Rudy, where dreams is what makes life tolerable, right? So like, if you're even if you're, you know, not chasing a dream, but chasing something new, that's still like, keep, you know, keeping you motivated, keep you new, like to learn something and do something new. Honestly, that's one of the big sales pitches I had at the gym when we would get people that come in. I would tell them like, how many times can you fucking run on a treadmill and lift a fucking weight? before you lose your fucking mind you know what i mean yeah. right like when legit i've taught i've taught there for 14 years boxing right and i'm still learning new shit jujitsu is the same where it's forever evolving right and there's always something new and always a different mountain to climb and a different goal to reach you know what i mean so like i agree with you that kind of stuff like you you do need a challenge and you do need like i don't know it's a motivation too right like like, if you don't have to, like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to get too preachy, but it's, yeah, you definitely need, like, a challenge and a motivation in your life. Otherwise, it's like, what are we even, what are we even doing here? You know what I mean? So, yeah. But, hey, if you want to, if your motivation is video games, then more power to you. I'm not telling you how to live your life. So, all right. So, you're at Panko Tech. You're doing all that. What, where were you selling, doing the meat sales at prior to where you're at now? Because weren't you selling... Um, U.S. beef. They were just, you know, it was a little beef company, meat company. I, I, I liked it. It was kind of cool because you're out and you're selling yeah. and a lot of freedom and, you know, you're just out doing your own thing. But yeah. it, I, I was when I when I first I don't U.S. wasn't like in my blood at the time. Mm -hmm. And I I when I went to I left there and went to and i really liked it a lot nice okay so let's keep moving so you're at the meat job right the meat sales job and is that something was that like a door-to-door -door or is that a phone or both or how did it that was door-to-door -door, restaurant to restaurant whatever i wanted to do i could yeah. do but it was it was there wasn't enough money in it i mean it yeah. i started making a little money but it wasn't what i wanted to do when I, when I went to the school, I started making more money. So yeah. it was, you know, the, it was more lucrative. And, and I think that's what, you know, we all want something more lucrative all the True. time. So, True. Yeah. 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 You don't want to, you want to, you want like you're, it's, you're, you're kind of like, uh, I wouldn't say chasing, but you're like, you have a value, right? It's and not you, a hobby. Yeah. You yeah. know your worth and you know what you're worth and you deserve to get what you're worth. And that's what you were going after. And I think, yeah, 
you definitely should get that. Nice. And I'm you know, good that you, you saw that. That is something like, I don't know, it breaks my heart too. When you see someone who's like kind of stuck in a job and I've been there, right? Like, dude, I, I bartended and everything for years. Right. And I, in my mind, cause I was thinking like, I could never work in an office. I don't have a college degree. I don't, I can't be in an office. Right. And like my wife was the one that was like, no, like if you want to get married, you need 401k, you need healthcare. Like where, if you want to be with me, you need all that shit. And I'm like, all right, lady, you know? So eventually I would get a job in an office and I uh, dude, and I'll scream it from the high heavens. People in the restaurant industry who were in the same mindset that I was have no idea how overly qualified they are to work in an office. I'll tell you that right now because yeah. I've worked with some dopes in some bars, right? But they at least they were workers, right? There's some of these office people that are fucking for the birds, babe. You know what I mean? So nice. So all right. So let's keep it moving. So you go, you leave. So you're you leave the the meat sale, the uh, first meat sales job. Then you go to the the trade school job, right? Why did you leave the trade school job? Um, I was there for many years, and yeah. like I said, I was. I led if after the second month, I led their sales teams to, and in both locations yeah. for years and years and was the yeah. top salesman. I was making them a ton of money every yeah. year. Yeah. And, um, and I mean, you know, it's not, I, I'm, I wasn't a college graduate and they were paying me well, but, and then you have to, there's bullshit in the office. You have to listen to this. And then one day I just decided, I'm not going to work for fucking anybody anymore except yeah. for myself. It's yeah. done. I don't fucking care. I'm not going to have anybody tell me what to do ever fucking again. Yeah. And I'm just going to work for me. And and it, everything I do is for me. Make money is for me. I'm not going to make money. For, I'm not going to make tons of money for somebody else. I'm going to make tons of money for me. <laughs> so, I mean, maybe it was greedy. that I left, No, fucking, fucking, you're fucking right, man. And that's God fucking bless you, man. That's great. That's great that you did that because, dude, I've been like that that fucking scenario where you have someone like, you know, and I'm not saying like maybe you had like the leadership there was they didn't have your back, it would seem right. And like, you know, like they weren't really valuing your worth. Right. Like how long were you there? Like 10 years. Right. I was there for God, 16 years, 16 fucking years, yeah. 16 years of leading sales. Are you kidding me do you know how much money you brought in to that place millions upon millions of dollars in tuitions right six million six to seven million dollars annually i would do for the company oh Jeez. my god yeah right imagine if you just got 10 percent of that you know like <laughs> give me give me 10 percent of that a year you know <laughs> like you know like you're not asking for the fucking moon you're asking for like a fair shake and the fact that they just like, you know, like they got complacent with like, well, John, he's just so dependable and he's so good yeah. at his job that we know he'll do it and we can, you know, we can kind of crap on him and he'll just keep doing a good job because that's what he is. That's fucking bullshit, right? That when I see that, like you need, like, I'll tell you, I, there's a company that I know where like the, there's employees that have been there for 25 and 30 years and it is, and it's because they they have their employ their employees back and they take care of their employees. You're not asking to be the fucking president, right? You're not asking for twenty million dollars a year. You're asking for a fair shake, 
right? And to get what you're worth and to be treated with some respect due to the position that you've earned over 16 years of being the top fucking guy in the company, making the most money, right? Right? I think like, I wanted to grow too. I wanted to grow. Yeah. I mean, I definitely and you would hit to. a ce- you would hit a ceiling there, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they had pegged you, they had pegged you like this is John. This is where he's kind of right. Like, is that kind of what happened? Where like they didn't there was no opportunity for growth, even though you'd earned it. See, that's fucking bullshit. And that's why they lost it. And I bet you, I'll tell you this, that fucking that you know, six, seven million that they're missing. I bet they fucking want it back. I'll tell you that right fucking now, man. Because I'll tell you, they probably they called had- me to come back. Oh. They get called me to come back. I was no. no they can go no. right here. No, no. Yeah. I'd rather eat out of garbage cans than go back. <laughs> if I leave something, that's it, man. It's yeah. done. It's over. Dude, plus two. Think about it. Like the the money you were making them. I bet they probably could hire four college graduates, right? Some fucking stunads that just graduated college this year. They could hire four of them, and they wouldn't even come close to the amount of money that you made them annually. So yeah, when it hits their checkbook, that's when they finally notice. But good for you, man. It's good okay. I I wish them the best. I, yeah. I you know I always you know it's it, it, things happen, and yeah. I wish them the best. And we've parted ways, and I do my own thing now, and I'm extremely yeah. happy, very good. happy. Good, good, man. And like like I like you can see it, and like you're you're just you're happy to like you wake up every day. You're happy to do what you're doing. You like what you're doing. You're making good money. You're your own boss. Yeah, there's a little more stress that comes with it, but it also it's a lot more rewarding, and it's like. You don't have to answer to some fuckhead that doesn't know what he's doing, that doesn't exactly. respect you and what you've done. And that's fucking good. Dude, I'm so proud of you, man. Because there, there's a lot of people Thanks. that would just Thank eat that shit sandwich for the rest of their life and they'd be fucking miserable. Right. Hey, you, I'm, I want to know what's, what'd you start doing? What, what was your uh, what's your business? Yeah. I, um, so I you actually, left that place? Yeah. yeah. No, I actually, I, it's, it's, I sell steaks to cheesesteak places. To like pizza places, to tax, you know, uh, to restaurants. I go there. I have a truck. It's a it's a refrigerated truck, and I go there. I sell them three, four hundred pounds a week. Some places take six hundred pounds a week, but I have a great product, and you know, I go and I sell that and chicken cheesesteak. So when you eat a cheesesteak or a chicken cheesesteak at some of these places, it could it's be mine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, yeah, and I and I do wings, and I do um, you know, I do the. I do jumbo wings. I do party wings. I yeah. do, um, Hell you know, yeah. medium way. It's, it's so, I mean, it's my little thing. I, yeah. I don't want to go to and do a ton of stuff. I don't, you know, people go and they service whole rest. I don't want to do that. I like what I'm doing now. Yeah. Um, I concentrate it on where the money was and then boom, I hit it and that's it. And, yeah. and I, it's like I said, I've been doing it now for God about, I've been getting it up for about a year and a half, but I've been doing it. I've actually been out on the street for almost six months and it's grown and it's growing and it's getting better. And I can't ask for more than that, man. I'm happy. I got God with me and you know, God plays a big part in everything that I do. And, um, you and know, your I, and your and your lady. She what talk about a no, great she, support she, system. Yeah, she's, she's the best. great. My my lady's great. She's yep. a, she's fantastic. She helps me with a lot of stuff. And, oh yeah, you know, she's great. And without without her, the whole damn opera falls apart, brother. We know absolutely. It. Yeah, 
know, <laughs> no. gotta give her kudos or I'll get hey. beat up by no. her. Don't we know, Bill? But uh, no, <laughs> yeah. dude, I'll tell you, Justin, you would be amazed at the amount of people that have had John's meat in their mouth, brother. I'll tell you, <laughs> he's giving it to everybody. Yeah, I've had a cheesesteak probably almost everywhere in this area, so I've probably had it. Definitely. You know what I've been doing lately? And this is the move. Cheesesteak stromboli. Where you at? Where you at? I got a a meatball uh, uh, stromboli the other day. It's a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. Yeah. (laughs) I always wonder what's the difference between a stromboli and a calzone? Calzone has ricotta and mozzarella inside of it with no sauce. Stromboli has sauce inside of it. Is that the only difference? Yep. Oh, look at me. Look at you. One has look, sauce, one doesn't. Look at you, you fucking stunad. <laughs> All right. That's up the other day. Nice, dude. I'll tell you, dude, a good fucking bowly, dude, a, a meatball parm bowly or a fucking cheesesteak special bowly. Telling you, bro. I've been, yeah, I've been blown at those chicken, the Popeye's chicken sandwich, yo. Uh, I eat, I've been eating it like once a week, yo. It's bad. Good, huh? if, you go, good. if you go to the uh, right place, like you can't go to. A shitty one in a bad area. You get the oh, worst yeah. sandwich you ever had. Don't go to but like, there's one in the in the suburbs as a drive-through that <laughs> just pumping out beautiful chicken sandwiches. Well, don't tell anybody because then it'll be mobbed, dude. I'll tell you. I'll, I will say this. My so, warehouse is near K and A. We'll talk yeah. about that. So I'll tell you. I'll, speaking of Popeye, so I used to work a, in uh, in Ardmore, right, Winwood. And I would have to take the train there from Lansdale. So the way it works is that the, the R5 would go into the city one direction. It would make like a, it was almost like a, like a V where it would go from Lansdale into the city, then out of center city to uh, Wynwood. Right. So it was like, so you would go into the city, right. From center yeah. city, then you would leave and go out. And I would go to Winwood, But when I was in Center City, I would always get off at Market East because they had a Popeye's there right by like our platform. And that Popeye's was always popping. So I knew the chicken and the biscuits were always fresh. Yeah. Bro, lo- like th- there's some things you can fall in love with. And Popeye's is one of them. I get that. I get in grooves where I like I'll order things and then I'll go get it like, I don't know, oh. twi- twice in a week a bunch. And then after like the fourth, fifth time, like I can never eat this again. Bro, how many times have you done it with Chick Fil A? Right, dude. I like, get yeah. You get on like a thing with it, uh, like two. Yeah, the and the breakfast is banging too. You know the tater tots they have at at uh, Chick. Wait, Chick Fil A has breakfast? Yeah, you've never had Chick Fil A's breakfast? No. Here, is it good? Full. It's a. Ama- it's the best fast food breakfast. Really? They have these little circular hash browns that are like like little crack rocks. Yeah, they're so good. They have a uh, a breakfast burrito that's. Uh, chicken, or you can get chicken or sausage, egg and cheese, just wrapped in a burrito with those hash browns inside of it. Oh, uh, you can right. get that in a bowl. You can get it on a biscuit. <laughs> oh, oh man, I might be doing a. What is it? Every day they have breakfast. Yeah, it's till ten thirty, and it is at ten. That's the other thing. So the one day I'm going to Chick Fil A, it's you know ten twenty eight. I get in line. When I get to the window, it's past ten thirty. And yeah. she's like, oh, sorry, like, it's too late. And I'm like, I was in line before 10. They're like, sorry, that's the cutoff. And I'm looking at all these people. I'm like, like, there's like still six more people in line. I'm like, are these animals really getting chicken sandwiches at 1030 in the morning? Like, yeah, yeah. She cut off should be, be 11. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm with you. That's I mean, 
you know, I can't say I've agreed with everything Chick-fil-A stands for, but breakfast should end at 11. Let's be fucking honest here. Yeah. Right. Like, come on. 1030. What are you? 1035. Yeah. Yeah. There should be a 10 minute cushion. Right. Like, come on. You saw in line in time. Dude, I'll tell you, this is the move. Right. You get a number one classic. Right. Deluxe. You get the number one deluxe with American cheese. Right. Yep. You ask for extra pickles. Okay. I don't know how you feel about tomato and lettuce. I could live without it. So I usually yeah, XNA the tomato and lettuce, extra pickles. Right. Then you ask for like a bunch of extra Chick fil A sauce. Okay. You, you take the Chick fil A sauce, you put it on the burger or on the chicken. Right. You put it on the pate and you put it on the bun. Then you take a select number of fries. You put them on the pate. You put a little more sauce for Chick-fil-A sauce for a little touch. Then you smash down that top half of the bun. I'm telling you, you'll never, you'll never love anything more in your life. That, that I would, I wouldn't eat Chick-fil-A if they didn't have Chick-fil-A sauce. It's oh, so good. It like I just, go- I don't even know what it is. It's like honey mustard and and something. I mean, it's God's so good. as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> it's it's so just good. incredible. I dude, just, I have a bottle of it in my fridge right now. It's incredible. I slowly started selling that. I need yeah. that. I put on all kinds of shit. You know what that I got the other day, and I'm a pretty big fan of it. And they started Heinz started doing it. They started doing the combo sauces. So they have a, a buffalo, like a buffalo ranch combo, right? So it's like a buffalo that. ranch yeah, yeah. mixed, bro. Dude, like with fries or fucking nuggets, I'm telling you, fucking killer. I could eat that shit on anything. It's incredible, you know? I got to get me a tub of that Chick-fil-A sauce. Oh, be the best decision you've ever made. All right, so after, you know, we'll keep talking, but Popeye's is great, everything like that, but I want to keep it going. So you're right now, you're, you're saying fuck you to the man, and you're working for yourself, Right. And you got your own company and like, do you have any socials or a website or any contact info? Cause we'll put that in the description of this episode. I don't No, ah, Sorry. I don't, I just, I go by, like I said, I go around and I sell these people. I go around with, um, you know, samples, sell them. Yeah. And it's been on fire. It's been really good. dude. If you're dude, if you're willing to give them a good product for a good price and you're not an asshole, you'll be surprised how well that works. Right. Well, yeah. all the companies that have, that are out there doing it, they're actually, they're people they're, they just drop off and like, they have nothing to do with the company. They, they just boom, they wheel stuff in. I try to give it that extra, you know, be a little personable, Yeah. you know, talk to them and, you know, when they have problems, if they have a problem with anything, I'll replace it. And yeah. I just, I, you know, I go out of my way. Yeah, he, he can actually talk to you instead of talking to a, a 1-800 number. number. Yes. You, don't just, yes. you don't drop it in front of the restaurant at yes. three o'clock in the morning. You show up when they're open, you bring it in. Absolutely. You know and, and a lot of the companies do that. They have, if you go to call them, they'll, they have a 1-800 number yep. and, yep. you know, get, place yeah. your order. And then Some half people, the time yeah. they don't show up. I bet half the places you go to uh, would pay more just to be able to to talk to somebody right away versus having to call 1-800 number. Like, I don't care if you're more expensive, if I could actually speak to you. Yeah. Yes. Oh, dude. And that's exactly. Yeah. Dude, I I, I 100% agree. I had to deal with something yesterday where I had to call Apple, right? And I (laughs) almost woke my daughter up because I'm screaming into the phone like, put a fucking person on the fucking phone, you fucking robot right like i just wanted to talk to a person because and then they come back like 
did you want to talk about your phone? And I'm like, <laughs> fuck, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So no, dude, I, I'm like, also, right. Like it's, you're, you're kind of giving them peace of mind, right? Like you, like these people that you're selling to, it's like the mom and pop shops and like people that are outside of the Philadelphia area. And for our international listeners, we do, we are international FYI guys. Nice. Yep. We have listeners in Canada. So for that. our international listeners, Hey, so uh, like in the Philadelphia area, yeah, we do have chains, but there is a lot of mom and pop pizza shops, babe. And everybody's got their cheesesteak spot. Everybody's got their hoagie spot. Everybody's got their bowly spot. Right. And like change too. I have some change that I'm doing. So, yeah. yeah. So, okay. So you have change too, but like, yeah. Dude, I'm telling like, but you're what you're giving them is the lifeblood of their business. Cheesesteaks in Philadelphia, people have to understand, it's not just like a special thing you come in or get. It's a it's a daily staple in most people's diet. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like I know we like we have one pizza, like there's only one pizza spot we go to where I live, and it's an Albania owned pizza spot. Shout out to Mario Brothers Pizza on Cotman Avenue, fan of the show, listener of the show. Check them out, the best. But that's the only place we go, right? And like, we'll get different things, but we're always getting something with meat in it or whatever, right? And like, if they don't have that, or if they get a bad shipment, or if they run out, like that's hundreds and hundreds of dollars they're losing out on. And that could be their fucking business, right? Like, sure. dude, I'm like, you know what I mean? So like, if, if you're an owner, right? And if you're going to pay relatively the same, or if not a better price, and you know, like, if there's an issue, I got John. And, or like, I know it's going to be here every week on time. I'm going to have the best stuff available. He's not going to scam me. He's an actual person I can talk to and communicate and ask about. And like, hey, maybe I wanted to try this. Or maybe I wanted yeah. to try that or heard about this. Like, it's not a whole fucking process. You talk to one guy and he takes care of it. Honestly, there is like, you can't, like, uh, there is not an amount of money that most people would put pay to have that available right? Like to have that peace of mind available to them, you know, and that's what you're doing. So dude, fucking love that you're working for yourself. Love that you said, fuck you to the man and you're doing your thing and you had the balls to do it. So I want to keep going. So I want to talk about, right? Like what's a day in the life like? So we know why you started the business. We know because you were sick of fucking working for some students that didn't respect your work and you wanted to, you know, go and work for yourself and do your own thing. Did you have like some connections in the meat game before when you were at the meat sales job and like no. kind of knew? Okay. So how did you figure this game out? Where did it come no. from? I was talking to my uncle and okay. he had a friend in Nebraska. Uh, what's your uncle's name? My uncle's my uncle, Dave. Oh, He's I got, thought it was yeah. like Uncle Sonny. Or Uncle no, I got Uncle Angelo. Uncle I got Uncle Angelo. Angelo. Yeah. Okay. So it's uh, it's it's Uncle Dave. <laughs> Uncle Dave. <laughs> yeah. So, so you're with Uncle David Day. Yeah. So um, well, I was talking to him, and um, he told me he's got a friend in Nebraska, yeah. and he's got a meat processing company. He's got a he makes his own meats, and you know they do everything there. Oh wow. So he goes on. He goes, he's been looking to break into the Philadelphia area. He needs a good salesman. You think he'd be up for it? He goes, you know, who would ship you the meat and you could get a cold storage, you could get a warehouse. Yeah, yeah. And I said, yeah, I think I could, you know, the more I thought about it, the more I thought, it sounds kind of cool. So then I called the guy up from Nebraska. I said, Joe, what do you do this and that? And we just started talking. I hit it off. This guy is 
first of all, he's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. And Ooh. he's he sh- he's 85 years old and should have retired. He should have retired like ages ago. An 85 year old like, cattle baron from Nebraska. He, but right? he says, like, I'm Fucking never retired. And, yeah. he, and he's like a young 80. He's cool. Oh, he's I like, love it. He's, he's like, I always wanted to take my dream is to take the Philadelphia cheesesteak over. I, he goes, I, I got a good product. He goes, I found going to ship you some. I want you to see what you can do with it. Blah, 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 blah. So um, I started talking to him like every day and we started getting, you know, building relationship. Yeah. yeah. And he started. And this, and this is the owner of the company. Yes. Yes. So th- see, this is another great thing. It's not like you're talking with fucking Billy from underwriting or Jan from fucking, you know, accounting. You're talking to the owner of the fucking company and he's reaching out to you. So you're his head salesman in the Philadelphia area. But well, keep going. Sorry. So well, yeah, he just he 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 loved me, and he's nice. like, "Yo, he goes, why don't you get your own business up? We'll do whatever you know. This is this is what I want you to do." And so I figured it out. You know, I I started thinking about it, and I said, "You know what? This would be great." And yeah. So he sent me some product, and I ended up going out with the product, and like I was like getting people like companies like um shops and different yeah. change and all yeah saying hey when can you deliver this to me when can i get it this and that and so that's when i knew oh. that i was on to something fucking hey dude so, now yeah. i, I want to fu- like can you shout out one of the places that you go because i want to try because like i'm not gonna lie you go to some steak shops and the fucking meat is fucking rubber, bro. Like Jada, right? Yeah, there's some bad places where you know not to get one there. You're like, this okay. is garbage. Well, I'll, I'll give a shout out to Ernie's Pizza in the Northeast Philadelphia. It's right Ernie's- on Cotman Avenue. Oh, I'm fucking, that's probably right by my house. Dude, Ernie's Pizza in the Northeast on Cotman. Um, go, go there and try the steak and see what yep. this meat is about. Now it's I'm fucking Nebraska. excited. I'm going to shout out to the Godfather of Meat, fan of the show, listener of the show, Godfather of Meat. We're challenging you. Go to Ernie's Pizza, right, on Cotman in the Northeast. Try the steak there and see the difference in the type of meat. Dude, all right. Awesome. Oh, dude, now I'm, I'm fucking pumped. <laughs> I'm fucking getting a steak after this. Good. Yeah. Steve's is right down the street. You don't do Steve's Prince of Steaks, do you? I, Steve's has his. Overrated he does his steak. own cutting. He cuts his own. He gets his meat in in a bulk piece. Yeah, uh, cooks it himself and then cuts it himself okay. for yeah. his. It's for an his o- that's steak. it's an overrated steak, and I'll say it till the no, fucking it's, 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 it's an excellent steak. Steve puts out a great steak. No, man. don't be kissing his ass, ass, John. All right, he puts out a good steak. It's an overrated steak. All right, no, no, he's, he's nobody that I would ever do business with. But I, I do <laughs> like his. I do like his. Uh, I mean, you know, my dad always said, and I feel like this is like, you know, it's in the same game. Like sex is like pizza. When it's good, it's good. When it's bad, it's still pretty good. Right. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Cheese steaks are kind of the same way. When it's good, it's good. When it's bad, it's still pretty good. Still fucking yeah. steak. Right. There's very few Every, bad everybody cheese steaks I, I've ever had. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody I give my cheese steak to says it's the best fucking cheese steak they've ever had. Oh, in their I can't wait. Oh, they're like, that's the places. best. And, and my friends who, who want it, who, who would be like want to say, "Hey, fuck you! This cheesesteak sucks." Yeah, just to fuck with me. Yeah, they all say it's the best fucking cheesesteak I ever had See, in my life. This dude, thing is off the fucking charts. Yeah, I'm not a big cheesesteak guy, and let me tell you something: it's the best cheesesteak I ever fucking had in my dude, life. 
The meat makes oh, a difference. Man. When you go yeah. to Della I'm going to send you guys some meat, and I want you to try it. Oh, I'm going to send you guys to. some meat. I want you to try it and tell me what you think of it. Oh, I, I can't. Dude. Compare it to your favorite place. We should have a meat review. Like, we'll do a blind taste test meat review, and we'll fucking, like, put it out as a video. Dude, hell yeah, John. That would we'll be fucking, fucking great. That I love that. I'd fuck, let's fucking do that. I would dude. love that. But there's a reason why Delisandro's is perennial one of the top steaks in the city. And it's Delisandro because- sucks. They are fucking trash. Delisandro's fucking garbage food. Garbage fucking steak. It's a garbage yeah. pizza steak, and it's it's fucking sloppy. And Della, let me tell you something. It's Cheese is liquidy. Like I, I give Steve's Princess steaks a thumbs up. I Bang. give fucking Delisandro's a big fucking thumbs down. Big what? big pile of big pile of trash meat in there. Big what? fucking pile of trash. Where meat. is this coming from? Wow, so cheesesteak aficionado. Wow, wow. Delisandros, have you ever had berries in uh in, yeah. in berries is a good steak. Berries it's on, is a good one. It's on Lever or Leverington. Yeah, I think it's on Leverington. And yep. then what about Chubby's? You like Chubby's? Chubby's? So Chubby's if you don't feel like shit. waiting in the line for Delisandros, because like everybody's got to go to Delisandros, oh, Chubby's bro. right across the street, and they have a bar, and they it's usually have a not half steak. as busy. Chubby. Chubby's, yeah. Chubbs has a Chubbs has a better steak. I mean, they, they wow. have a better steak. The they, dude, Chubby's used to be their so Dallas Andrews used to not be open on Sundays, and Chubby's was like mobbed on Sundays, right? And like now, Dallas Andrews open on Sunday, dude. I, I mean, I, 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 I'll tell you this. I, I didn't see that coming because <laughs> last time I had a steak at Dallas Andrews was pretty good, and I always saw it because they. And I, it will be fair. It's been a while, but like. You know, it's a higher end meat. Like I thought it was a higher end meat, but is that not the case? Because I thought the no, like, no, Steve's pitch of steak is a, it's huge. Is, a, is, is a, what their appeal is. Yeah. yeah, but it's that like ground beef chops. Like yeah, all right. It's I, like it's, that Steve uses a, shit. Steve uses a um, what do they use? A fucking ribeye. Yeah. I don't know what Della Sanders uses. I thought they uses the prime. I didn't. I thought they I used know. the prime cut. I, I don't. I maybe I I'm couldn't wrong. get the, t- the taste of it. I I use a good sirloin, and it's yeah. a really really good. It's a top sirloin, yeah. and it's really nice, and it's perfectly uh, like it's a perfect fat to meat I'm ratio. Starving. It's really oh my god, bro. <laughs> So, all right. So, I'll tell you, there's this one place. So, a uh, couple months ago, that we had the godfather of meat, <coughs> Finelli. We had him on the show. And he's like a, a major like uh, food influencer on TikTok. He has like millions of followers and like, you know, people like he's sponsored by uh, Weber Grills. And he did the Deets and Watson deli tour where he went to all the different delis in the city and they had a custom sandwich for him. Right. Like really bit like, you know, and he gave us some of his his top cheese, his top five cheesesteaks in the city. And one of them was this place in the northeast called Diane's. And I went there and dude, it was pretty it was pretty good steak. Pretty good steak. Yeah. But I'm excited to try. So in the northeast on Cotman, Ernie's. Right. Yes. Nice. All right, cool. So, I, dude, I'm going to look that shit up and see when they're open. So. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, I want to know. So, okay. So dude, that's fucking, I like, I think too, that that's going to raise the game because I would pay an extra 50 cents to have like a grass fed top sirloin meat from fucking Nebraska, right? Like a good piece of meat over some fucking steakums. 
right? Mm-hmm. Like the Stakeham's gimmick. That's just like it's like, dude, it's like got like or uh 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 rut or uh, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, you know, uh, gut rot. It's like gut rot. You know what I mean? Like that fucking. It's like Mad Dog Twenty Twenty stakes. You know, like it's that's I'm about seventy. I'm about um seventy cents cheaper per pound than every place out there. What? And the quality yeah. is still that much the better. Quality, the quality's great, and it's just. Is it? And it's because you're cutting out the middleman. Cutting out the middleman, and like I said, the guy who has the stakes wants to take philadelphia over he's like yeah i want you to take philadelphia over john and this is what we're going to do i want to sell cheesesteak meat i i I sell medical equipment it's boring i love cheesesteaks yeah what do you do you need you need a suburb guy yeah dude john dude i wouldn't be hey john i wouldn't be surprised when we have you back on in a year from now when you have three trucks you know what i mean you know what i mean and you got every shop because this meat is the fucking. Dude, oh, I do it because I'm having a lot of fun difference. doing this. I have a, yeah. I have a lot of fun. I mean, it's just, it's great. I'm, I'm having a time of my life. It's actually a, a lot of fun to do. Dude, so, that dude, I'm so happy awesome. for you, man. Like, yeah. that's one thing that me and Justin have found doing this show is that usually the happiest and most successful people are the people that do what they like for a living, like or like like what they do for a living, right? Like, there's, you know. Like there are some people that are successful, but maybe not as happy because they're working at a job and they have dickhead boss or whatever. Right. But the people that come on here that like what they're doing and are passionate about their job and are like really, really like working hard are those people are just like you see it, that they're living a better quality of life. You half know? the yeah half the guests i'm like can i work i want to work there <laughs> <laughs> i'll tell you not for nothing i get to build something so every day i'm building i'm selling i'm building get and getting i love it because it's building up i i just it's a great thing to to create and build something and and i love this i just love dude really awesome. like it yeah. fucking dude i'm so happy for you man hopefully dude hope we get the word out so what's the brand of meat it's called gary's quick steak and Gary's Quick not, Steak. Look Gary's at so find the shops. There's Ernie's on Cotman in the Northeast. They have Ernie's Quick Steak meats. Try them. Let them know. Right. Let us know on Twitter and TikTok at Working Bee Pod or on Instagram at Work Perspectives Podcast. What you think? I cannot wait to try this steak and let you know. This is going to be great. So I want to keep it moving. And before we get out of here, I want to talk about the gym. Right. Well, oh no, I want to talk about this. So what's the day in the life like for you now, John? So you wake up, you head to the warehouse in K and A, and then I you wake hit up. Your, yeah, it's, you it's, it's actually or... it's actually on American Street, but it's not far. I know where you're at. Yeah, you're you're adjacent. Yeah, you're K and A adjacent. Yeah, so um, you know, I just got to be careful going down and getting my product. But yeah, I go down, <laughs> get my product, and go out and and sell and talk to people all day and, yeah. and that's my day and, and it's not long I, I make my own hours so yeah. you know i'm out there probably takes me you know i'm home by four or five o'clock and yeah just out there getting my stuff done and, and i love it i mean it's do, just, yeah like do said, your I rounds make... visit a couple people what's yeah. that do yeah, your rounds, exactly. visit a couple people exactly check, check in on a guy if you're in the area sure absolutely yeah. yep yeah Cool. Dude, that's great, man. And like, and like, you have a rapport with these people, and like, they know you and they like you, right? Yeah. Like, and like, you're doing, you know, you're you're happy, and like, I like the success is coming because you like working there and you like doing it and you don't mind. And like, 
you're yeah. giving them, you know, it's another thing like you were doing with your brother. You saw a need and you created a service to fulfill that need. This is like the entrepreneurship is where it's headed, right? Like you got the box truck, right? Like no one's making you do these hours. You know what you have to do. You're talking with these people. You're communicating. You're the one shilling this fucking 300 pounds of steak everywhere. You know what I mean? Right? Like, and yeah, thousands of pounds every day. Do thousands of pounds. Thousands and, of pounds. But it keeps you in shape and, there, yeah. and, there, and there's money in it. I mean, it's, you know, yeah. it's there's some there's some money in it. So, it's so nice. you, you wake up, right? You know, like your stops, you hit the warehouse, you know exactly how much meat you're going to need, right? You get it. Then you take it to the place. They sign the waiver, or give you a check or whatever the fuck it is. And then you put the check in and then you're golden, right? I'm good. Boom, boom, boom. So nice. All right. So let's keep it moving then. So I want to talk about this one place. So I brought it up when we were doing the intro. Hensler Gracie PA Academy in Hatfield. That's where me and John met. It's really like a really special place for both of us. John, you've been there. I've been there 14 years. You've been there longer than I have, right? How long, how long, 16 years you've been there? About 16, 17 years. I've been there a long time. Yeah. So <clears throat> there's a, uh, the way it goes is that when you do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu at the gym, they have two different types, right? There's gi and no gi, right? So for those people listening, the gi is like the Karate Kid pajamas. You know what I'm yes. saying? Yeah. And I would always get flack for that because they're like, they would ask me like, when are you going to, you know, get your belts and start? And I'm like, I'm never putting those fucking pajamas on in my life, right? Like I'm fucking, I'm not doing it. Right. I don't One. I don't like the gi. Um, I, I respect guys that do it. It probably right. it, I it, no it problem advances your it. game. It makes you better. I, I but I'm just not a gi guy. I'd rather you know, not have the gi on. I feel it re restrictive. I'm older. I'm, yeah. I'm people don't realize, you know, doing jujitsu at my age, you know, it takes a toll on your hands. It takes a toll on your body. Mm -hmm. And and um, and the gi is like I said, people can grab you, you know, yeah. you're. I don't, I, yeah. it's very, you're grabbing this cloth and you're pulling it and tugging it. And yeah. by the end of the night, it's like, my hands are like, oh, fuck, man. Uh, you know what I mean? So I, I just, I've always been a no-gi guy and yeah. I like it faster. Dude, I tell people that are starting jujitsu for the first time, I was like, you might want to have someone drive you home because your forearms are going to be so cranked <laughs> after your first session that you're not going to be able to grip the steering wheel. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the forearms is, it's, I mean, the whole workout's incredible. But so you've been there for 16 years. You don't have your black belt, but I've seen you go, right? And like, dude, I don't like the gi. I, I don't like wearing no shoes. Like I'll even do jujitsu with shoes on. And people look at me like I'm a fucking noob. I'm like, hey, fuckhead, if you can't tap me, then shut your fucking mouth. Maybe you should put some shoes on, right? <laughs> you know, but like, I don't know. I just never liked the bare feet thing. Even when I fought in the cage, I fucking hated it. But either way, when, when you're doing the jujitsu, you've been there so long and everyone knows you and they know like your level. You don't have a black belt. You don't have a brown belt, but you're at the equivalent no, of I, those guys. I, I, right. I do have a, I do have a brown belt. Oh, I, I you never just, wear it. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm not in the gi. I don't even know how I got it because I'm yeah. never, never in the gi. Rich was just see, like, look, you just fucking take this. If, if you see my stuff, I mean, it just it doesn't have marks on it. Doesn't yeah. have anything on it. Yeah. But you know, Dude. I can hold my own in my in the gym with much younger guys. I mean, these yeah. guys are are young and and you know, I just. So this is, oh this own. is one thing we brought up on the show, right? And it's the reoccurring legend. And this is the exact thing I've been talking about, right? When you talk to John and you see John, 
John isn't 6'10", right? He's a normal, he's like 5'10", normal height, right? And he's not fucking Johnny Steroids, right? He's just normal, built, really in shape, really lean, in shape guy, right? But if you were some student on the street trying to fucking get slick, right? And you try to get slick with John, it is going to be a long night for you. I promise. Try and take take John's... uh, Gary's quick beef. He's yeah, gonna put, yeah. Yeah, Gary's quick put you right in that. Put you right in the back of that French truck. Oh you, yeah, buddy. It's just not me. I am. Um, I I would walk away before yeah, I would. Sure. Uh, and I mean, um, if somebody yeah. starts, you know, if some well, I would protect what, if it's yeah. my my girl or my daughter or something like that. Right. It's a whole. Different he just means game, that that but, you know the the mild manner look. Don't be deceived by it. <laughs> yeah. I can fold you in half if I wanted to. Dude, uh, it's just like we talk about dental build. And I think Eddie Bravo said it, nerd assassins. I forget who said it, but some like high level jujitsu guys, like these jujitsu guys are just breeding nerd assassins. Cause you wouldn't think like this fucking guy could pap, like he could legit make you pass out and piss yourself. Right. Like you wouldn't see that looking at some of these guys, but that's what it would be. And you don't know anymore. You just don't know. So people out there should be polite. But either way, uh, before we got here, uh, John, I think you had a great. Did you have a story about dental bill that you wanted to share on the show? Oh Billy's? yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy's um, Billy's a good friend, and he's a, yeah. He's a Shout great out, fan of show, listen to show. <clears throat> yeah, she's great, great dude. Um, great dude. Billy, Billy's Big fantastic. Fan. Yeah. Um, I was talking to Rich and and me. I I walked into the gym and. We were just talking about shit. Me and uh, so real, real quick. Sorry to interrupt you, John. Rich sure. Lada is the owner of the Henzo Gracie PA Academy. So that when you say Rich, he's the owner of the gym. Yeah. He's also manages the fighters and he's the head trainer of most of the fighters and the cut man and the corner man. So when there's like, you know, like what he'll do is he'll set up like different camps when in training camp, we'll go to different gyms and things like that. Sorry to interrupt, John. So you're at the gym. You're talking to Rich. Go ahead. I'm out. To, I'm at the gym. Me and Rich are talking. We're we're rapping, going back and forth, and he starts laughing about Bill, and he starts talking about Billy. He goes, yo. He goes, Billy came walking in the other day. I'm I'm teaching this MMA class, and I'm bringing him down to the city to see these, you know, to to spar with these guys at this other gym. He goes, these guys are all they have four and five fights under the belt. And he goes, and I'm bringing a couple of the fighters that got upcoming fights. I'm bringing them down to the gym. And Bill walks in. So I said to Billy, I said, I said, you, Billy, you want to come down to the gym? We're going to Philly, but I want you to be careful if you do decide to come because you know these guys have four and five fights under their under their belt. They're, yeah, UFC they're, they're, guys, they're fighters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're, they're it's you know, Daniel, these guys. Daniels. They have a name for Daniels. Yeah. Exactly, they have a name yeah. for themselves, and and these guys are you know some you know some pretty tough guys, and you yeah. know I I I don't. You know, he wasn't sure if he wanted to. He goes, John, I wasn't sure if I wanted to bring him down with me or not. And he goes, you know, he goes, um, so Bill goes, yeah, yeah, I want to go. I want to go. So brought Bill down to the gym and he goes, we're down there. Everybody's sparring and going around. He goes, I look over in this, in the octagon and they have about five or six fighters milling around. And he goes, all of a sudden Bill's sparring with this one guy and he's beating the living shit out of him. He goes, he goes, and then he, and then he stayed, then he gets done sparring with the next guy. And he says, he's beating the shit out of him. He goes, he went through all them fighters that had four or five fighters and literally knocked the shit out of all of them. Yeah. And, I, yeah. and that's just fucking Bill, man. It's Dude, just, you know, just really so funny yeah. that, but, <laughs> if you, I can't, I cannot wait to get him on the show. 
but uh, he's yeah. he's the fu- dude. He's one of those guys. He's quiet, mild mannered, but once you know him, he's a fucking riot, dude. He's he a riot. Is, he's the best. Oh, he's I love he's, Billy. No I big, yeah, big fan. Love Bill, and I love that we keep spreading the spreading the legend of Dental Bill, and I want more people to hear about it because it's the truth. You shouldn't don't underestimate anybody because dude, it's and I've seen him work right. Like the the guys he's talking Daniel Gracie's right now. There was just a fight card that that happened uh, like two weeks ago. During time of recording, it was like two weeks ago. There was a UFC fight. Two of the fighters that won, I think Brad Brady, maybe Sean Brady, and uh, Steve knows their names, but they're Daniel Gracie fighters, and that beat like the you know like the number eight ranked guy in the world. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not saying he beat up those guys, but he's beating that caliber of fighter up, and this guy's just a fucking dentist. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Right. <laughs> But he's a dentist that goes to every training session, doesn't miss any classes. Uh, he, 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 he used to do three and four classes. You know, never. I tell everybody, too, like, like Billy is somebody that really had to work hard. Like, I'm Ugh. somebody that really had to work yeah. hard Didn't to get even it right get away. you. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it's tough. And I mean, like, it's, it's different for a guy like Mike Padilla. Who right. is like naturally so naturally athletic, athletic yeah. naturally gifted. You know what I mean? He's just, you know, it's just he wrestled his whole life and it was yeah. a, was a great, you know, it's different for a guy to come in off, off of this, you know, and just yeah, you, you know, be a normal guy Dude. and to have to do it. It's not it's yeah. not easy for a normal guy to go into jujitsu and learn jujitsu and be Dude, really good at it. I'll tell you, and it's one of those things where it's like he was legit baptism under fire. Because that son of a bitch had to take some fucking shellackings when he first was coming up. I used you know? to kill him when he first came in. Dude, I used to like, just, I'd, be, I'd choke him out every every two uh, minutes. I would be choking him to death. He was one and of those guys. And then he just got yeah. better and better yeah. and better and Dude. better. And he worked hard. Uh, He'd be there when I got there. He'd be there when I'd leave. Yep. He'd be there. It was constantly he, dude, I, I would open the gym. He's like first there waiting in the parking lot. First there work does like, if you want to be fucking great, go to every class and you'll be the fucking the best. Like he is legit. Like I can't say enough good things about him, but so enough, you know, enough smoking fucking dental bills, fucking <laughs> smeesh. Let's keep yeah. it moving. So we're coming to the top of time and you know, Justin, you and me are usually on the same page with this. But, John, we would love to have you back on if you'd be willing to come back on. Yeah, I loved it. I had a great time, man. Dude, had a great nice time. Dude, we'll get love the background having... up in the back. Yeah, <laughs> the next that's all time. right. But, but uh, we'd love to have your lady on, too. Shout out. Yeah. She's the best. Yeah. We'll have her on. And then we'll have you both on at the same time. We'll do a little couple therapy. What do you think? Uh, <laughs> we need it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. So, also, uh, to try Gary's Quick Steaks, Ernie's on Cotman in the Northeast. Check him out. Uh, literally, I I looked it up. Ernie's is three minutes away from my fucking house. <laughs> so nice. I'm fucking gonna get one. Yeah, man. I'm gonna do a steak there. But no, I'm dude. I tell you what, man. I've known you for a long time. I've literally never seen you like this happy about work and 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 life. And I'm fucking super happy for you, man. Super proud yeah, of you, brother. You're, you're a good you're friend and you're I, a great guy. And and I enjoyed being on. And um and we're we're um, we're talking something other than fantasy football we talk <laughs> yeah. a lot of fantasy football together yeah. and but you know but like also like dude i remember that i think god one time we had like i think we had a sparring session we used to do friday night sparring sessions and you and like you guys would roll and then afterwards you would watch right and i forget who it was but i was in the cage with this one kid and i remember he was a nice kid but he was a fucking mouth 
right and he would like talk and act like just like like attention seeking and that kind of shit in there it doesn't fly you know what i mean no, like no, a lot absolutely. of, a lot of, res- lot of respect yeah <laughs> yeah you can't you be gotta respect like hey you can have an attitude you can be confident and that's fine but you need to be fucking respectful right yeah. so i just remember me we were going one night on and he had like i don't know he had been mouthy or something and i fucking ripped him with a body shot right and you I guys remember were that. watching and you i, I remember that over, i looked at you and i was like <laughs> <laughs> i just remember after i did it i looked over and you were just like jesus christ and you got I think up I and said, like I, I think i said I, I said that's gonna hurt him next week yeah the kid was a nice kid but fucking you know you got to learn to behave right in certain places yeah. you can't yeah. be mouthing especially not to the older guys there you know no you got to be cool there i yeah, mean gotta, just, i think every place like that you, you have yeah. to be respectful towards everybody i mean yeah. and you have to get along with everybody i mean it's just yeah. like because we're like brothers i mean True. you know we're like brothers that fight all the time i think it's <laughs> yeah cool. if you yeah. love your brother and, yeah. and you just you know true and they made ever you know sometimes there's lessons learned but then you're stronger for it you know what i absolutely. mean absolutely that's how it is so we're coming to the top of time john loved having you on uh, before we get out of here is there anything that you'd want to say to the adoring public before we take off um just hi to everybody in jiu-jitsu hi to everyone <laughs> Fuck, i'm here <laughs> had a great time <laughs> definitely cool thanks guys so much for having me man i hey. love being on with you guys you guys are cool as shit love hey, you guys. this is cool man Right Thank back you at you. Much, right, right back at you. So, J-Dub, anything you want to say to the legions of your adoring fans before we get out of here? Wow, this was cool. I had a good time. I want, I want some Gary Quick Steak. Dude, you know? I'm I got telling you, <laughs> I am fiending for a fucking Gary's Quick Steak. I love so, it. This has been another episode of the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle, accompanied by J-Dub, Justin Richardson, and our guest today was the one and only John Dorito. You can find all our stuff and all our content on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can have us on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast. And you can join us on the Twitter and the Tiki Talk at Working P Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, then please email us at workingperspectives at gmail.com. And please, God, just get her off my back and like and subscribe so that my wife leaves me alone. All right. Thanks for listening. Stick around for the ad read. Thanks. See ya. Do you have a message or a story inside of you that you've been waiting to tell? Have you always dreamed of writing a book but are intimidated by the complexities of the book publishing world? Perhaps you want to use a book to launch your public speaking or consulting career. If so, please reach out to Scott and Bell Publishing, located right here in beautiful Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Scott and Bell Publishing handle all genres and authors with all experience levels. Scott and Bell Publishing gives authors 100% creative freedom and a higher royalty split. They can be found at www.skotbell.com. That's www.s is in Sam, K is in Kite, O is in October, T is in Tom, B is in Boy, E is in Edward, L is in Larry, L is in Larry.com. That's Scott and Bell Publishing, where the authors go.